0: This is the Wizard's Nightshirt Podcast, episode 33, Halloween Special. night shirt this is episode number 33 i'm rebecca and here with me are long white bones with the skin all gone it's the ghost of scott hello and he's crawled in search of blood to terrorize y'all's neighborhood it's will <laughs> so it is halloween and i am thrilled well this is halloween week And in honor of Halloween week, we have decided to do an entire episode, just Halloween, we'll say skinned for Halloween.
1: Yeah, there's been a lot of talk about this. Yeah, we took the skin of Halloween and (laughs) and put it on our episode.
0: Which was very spooky! I'll be doing that a lot, I'm sorry. I hope you like vampire voices.
1: We're going to try to pull it off, even though I'm without my ecto cooler that I thought I had. But but apparently, I hoarded that ecto cooler for too long, and it went it went bye bye. So
0: it went to the grave. (laughs) Yes, it
1: did. (laughs) Yes, it did. (laughs) <laughs> the water it tasted gray. terrible. <laughs> yeah, that old old orange juice probably wasn't a good thing to drink.
0: It <laughs> would not would not have tasted good. All right, the first and most obvious thing that we got to talk about is the fact that Scott is here in costume, which I applaud him for, and oh what a costume it is.
1: Yes, it's amazing. You should check it out. <laughs> yeah, we're going to share a picture, but I let's let's paint a picture quickly so yeah. we've got a um A pert blonde wig. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So you're going to slowly put together who he is. Okay. Uh, A pert blonde wig. Um, It's (laughs) bouncy, even. Mm -hmm. Uh, He has a long-sleeve white shirt, and over it is a uh, bright pink uh, shirt. And then he has... Uh, fur shorts
0: leggings
1: <laughs> yes, are we does. getting it is it-, <laughs>
0: it's, get it it's prince adam yeah it's, it's-
1: he-man oh, oh. <laughs> don't spoil it. don't tell anybody
0: and then mm-hmm. i have to say what an appropriate episode for you to choose this yes costume. that's true and you did not plan that that this was prince adam's special episode oh no you're no, just no. Prince yeah, adam. Not at all
2: no no Straight i up. just i just wanted to be prince adam
1: Yep. I also love that the muscle shirt you're wearing under that is something you just had. You did not have to buy yeah, this.
2: I, uh, uh, probably about five or six years ago, I was Powdered Toast Man, mm-hmm. if uh, anybody knows who that is. <laughs> uh, so I bought the muscle shirt for that. And it, uh, it works around. out very well. It's, it's, it's multi-use. Come in. Come in yeah, it's coming in handy. Yeah.
0: Amortized over several years, that muscle shirt is going to pay for itself by the time Halloween's are done. Yeah, and, and the blonde wig, it's its a bob. It's a shiny bob. Mm-hmm. It's a good bob. I was going to ask, like, you never did He-Man stuff for Halloween, did you?
1: No, that was, um, a, that was just a routine thing. I didn't do it for Halloween, but oh, I did right. it all the time otherwise. Right. I had uh, two belts crossing over me, underpants, sword, lots of yelling. All the time. All the time.
0: Yeah. All the time? My, yes. how things have changed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep.
2: Hayley wears pants now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Still hollering after all these years. Scott, did you ever do a Masters of the Universe costume?
2: No, no, I don't think I did. Actually, we were more into like kind of building our own. There's a couple years that I I, I really remember, and then other years I vaguely remember. Uh, Isn't one... that
0: weird how yeah. that works? Yeah, I have years like that too. And I even
2: I, I even like vividly remember my sister being like a punk rocker in like. <laughs> I don't know, like eighty six. Yeah, so it was. It's just weird. Um, I, and I remember from that year, I was a witch, and I remember the hat and the plastic hair that I put on to be the witch. That was probably the best. It was. It was like a. It wasn't a very good costume either. It was like you know, like plastic. Like the hair was like plastic-y. and like I, I just think, just think, remember, I was, I was, I thought it looked really cool. I don't know. I'm trying to think if I painted my face green too.
0: So, my costume that I remember very, very well from around that time, because, like, we never did Masters of the Universe, anything for Halloween that I remember, but the one that I do remember incredibly well was, I believe, Halloween 87, and so, it, it, you know, it's like you said. Like there are some Halloweens I just don't remember at all, and some I remember incredibly well. That was the year that I lucked out and got a Popples costume from the uh, <laughs> holy like
2: from the, cow from the drugstore. Well,
0: you know, like not a good one, but like Aww. you know, one of the masks, and then like the shirt that says Popples, so you know what, like so the people know what to call you. Like, oh, you're
1: <laughs> I remember you're a that. I was talking about.
0: Yeah, and so, um, like, why would radioactive man like wear? a your shirt with his face on it. No, so so I was the popple, but then there was, like, an element of being left out because um, my sister and my cool cousin that we loved, Spencer, um, they went as a tag team wrestling duo called the Nightmares, mm-hmm. and... Um, you know, I felt a little bit left out because, like, they're older and they're wearing like a cool costume, and it's like a, you know, like there are two of them, and they're like, you know, and here I am, and you like have a, the
1: exact opposite costume. Yeah, it's popples. like I'm, I'm like being in a popple <laughs> over
0: here all by myself, like super sad. But then, as it turns out, like I got to be smug before the night was over because trying to spike their hair up, they went with the first thing they could find. To do it and that was vaseline uh, and so uh, they had vaseline in their hair and could not get it out and oh so, no. that, so that, and we, we I remember we wound up going to my friend's dad's house like where they he had uh, he worked on cars in the garage and he had some like industrial strength thing that they washed their hair with and me being a popple I had avoided all that so <laughs> you know I was sad but then it was okay because I didn't have vaseline in my hair. Just, you know, that plastic smell in my nose for the rest of my life. (laughs) Good times.
1: I had a very good costume one year, and I was very embarrassed about it. My grandmother painstakingly and lovingly sewed me a custom Pinocchio costume, complete with, uh, uh, like, wooden joints for the kneecaps and everything, and had the little nose and the cap, and it was a really good costume. Like well, wooden it wooden? looked like wooden hinges, oh, okay, but it okay, was cloth, sure. and okay. you had like an elastic band around it. It was, it was a beautiful costume, but I was the age where I was into Thundercats and He-Man, and I was not having it. And I think there's still a picture of me when I'm making the big reveal when they march me out with my oversized gloves, standing <laughs> standing there by my side, and I'm just looking glum and dour and accusingly at everybody, <laughs> just furious wearing that <laughs> those little pantaloons and the <laughs> nose and everything. That
0: was very much like a Ralph... Ralphie and the Christmas story yeah. Bunny suit kind of moment yeah. yeah
1: You were a real boy though Yeah <laughs> So it was very It was very sweet But you Is were Is
0: that where you got Your disdain for lies? <laughs> <laughs> I'll never be like Hey Penokia. I was honest
1: About how I felt But <laughs> it was a very sweet Thing to do um, But other years I've only had things With swords and chunks.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Today we're reviewing He-Man Season 1 Episode 29 Prince Adam, no more. Original air date was September 23rd, 1983. And in this episode, Prince Adam yearns to give up his secret identity so his father will no longer think he's irresponsible.
3: Good luck. (laughs)
0: good luck with that. And so here we have an emotional, just, you know, like a a heartbreaker Mm -hmm. from Paul Dini here. Um, I just,
1: I love the way he just uh, sort of pushes at the boundaries of, of these worlds a little bit. He sort of pokes at the things you're interested in. Yeah, he really does. And I think, I think that's because he's not interested in just being a pro at turning out these episodes. I feel like he really Likes these comic book superhero worlds, and these are things he's genuinely interested in.
0: Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I I really do think that that shines through right down to the fact that you know he's going to start the episode with every one of Skeletor's minions being present at this meeting, and you see not only character development <laughs> from Beast Man of all people, <laughs> you know, you see Be- Beast Man uh, attempting to set out on his own because Skeletor is um. Unhappy with his performance, and then he kind of banishes him from the group. But then also, you see this uh, really interesting parallel between Beast Man uh, trying to prove himself and Prince Adam trying to prove himself. Yeah, and that his was family. Well,
1: yeah, when it took me a while to put that together when I saw that parallel story happening, I was I like, I just put it real. together. Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> it was really, really neat. Trick or treat. Oh, what great
2: costumes.
0: Have those treats I found in the crystal sea. Four, I got fish heads.
1: Yucky, Mommy, it's just some smelly garbage.
0: Hush and be nice to Mr. Mermaid. Just say thank you and we'll
1: throw it away later. Thank, thank you, Mr. Mr. Merman. You're welcome. See you next year. Bye. Bye. Hooray.
3: Harwheeler. Please, great Skeletor, give me one more chance.
0: So so like I said, like everybody's at this meeting. Like it's Merman, Triclops, Evil Lynn although she doesn't say anything, and then Beastman mm-hmm. all here at the table. So you know you're pitiful if like Triclops is like <laughs> like they're varying you. You know, and so Skeletor is giving Beastman what for and telling him how terrible he is and it's it's very sad. It's it's you know what I have got to say. This episode made me feel for Beast Man.
1: Yeah, it did, and it also <laughs> made me feel like uh, Paul Dini really had a handle on the characters the same way we have, because I don't think anybody's really come out and leaned into Beast Man being that sympathetic. But he really did. I feel like he really cemented that for us, and so it was it was kind of kind of nice to kind of nice to see that. And we'll get into it a little bit more. But I also really warmed up to him because of the. Um, I guess you got, like, the friendship between him and Merman a little bit. I yeah. I really enjoyed that. They
0: were pals, and they were there for each other. Yeah, it
1: was really interesting <laughs> seeing them uh, talk to each other.
0: Yeah, but before we get to that, we've got to go to Palace Attorney and see what they're up to.
3: There, all the adjustments are done.
0: Now, uh, um... Orco is humming and it's really, really irritating. <laughs> and I'm sitting here thinking like, ugh, what's he up to? And then I saw that they were working on a tech track and like my like everything like my whole world just like stopped. I'm like, oh my god, he's we're back. gonna like he's back. The the track is back. <laughs> <laughs> you can't stop the tech. I'm here. I'm I'm here for it. I'm so excited. Yeah, and so uh, they're getting attack track ready for King Randor to go on a tour of Eternia. And uh, he is trying to decide who to take as his companion, besides Duncan, of course, who goes without saying. His warrior. His warrior by his side in attack track.
1: And Orco's messing around. Yeah, he uh, got trapped inside Attack Track and started pressing all the buttons to well, the, get out.
2: The, the the question that I had is, Attack Tracks like I don't recognize your voice, and then keeps going. Yes. <laughs> and like, why? If you didn't recognize his voice, why wouldn't you just shut down everything? See,
0: and I feel that this was just an excuse for At- Attack Track to do what he wanted to, yeah, which was exactly. shoot up the courtyard.
1: That's I've been <laughs> wanting to do this a long time.
0: He's just acting. Don't blame
1: like, oh, it on Orca. <laughs>
2: Where's Ram Man? I want to shoot him. <laughs> can't
0: go go. Go Ram Man. And so I was just loving that. Like, Also, I was loving the thought that Attack Track is sentient and was fully aware of everything he was doing. He's like, he did not need a switch to be shut off. He did not need voice recognition. He was just going rogue.
1: They've been pulling back a little bit on Attack Track's sentience, I think. But um, I'm, oh, not, I'm, we not giving, know. I'm not giving in on that. Nope. I, I think it's canon that he's completely sentient. Attack
0: Track is as sentient as... You or I? Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. And he's got great taste in tunes, and he's got good taste in companions because he doesn't like Ram Man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I I would like to see Ram Man come out and like ram the side of it to knock him like on his side so he would stop. doing <laughs> Oh, so. they have an actual rivalry.
1: Yes. <laughs> Trick or treat, Ram Man.
3: <laughs> I like these costumes. Still great. Here you go. What is this? It's a whatchamacallit. A what? A
1: whatchamacallit. Okay, well, what kind of candy is it? I'm telling
3: you, I went to Green Dadge and bought some whatchamacallits. Come
1: on, he doesn't know. Let's just
3: go. So I'd like to see a real man costume this year. <laughs>
1: And, and you sort of sort of see the dilemma that's getting set up because of course this gets stopped by um, Prince Adam turning into He-Man and saving the day and then uh, of course uh, King Randor comes out and, and is uh, saying flattering things to He-Man and even he, he calls him like young man which cracked me up
0: he was, <laughs> yeah uh, He-Man and you've Randor great, you've
1: been a great help to us young man they're
0: like contemporaries they would have been in the same fraternity yes
1: He-Man is easily 55
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think
1: he's supposed to be like Prince Adam age I think he's supposed to be like 25 but he is 55 that's
0: a hard 25 for sure that's, that's what the tannin bed will do it's to it's his you. attitude oh, it's his leathery skin as well stay out of the tannin bed kids
1: let's watch Ken Burns after this adventure
0: <laughs> yeah, you really
3: would
0: uh. Uh. He Man is not here for your commercials about reverse mortgages. He does not <laughs> want to hear it. He will not join AARP. Uh, yeah, so, uh, and, and here we have Randor, uh, you know, chiding Adam Flirt for not being responsible. Like, why can't you be more like He Man? Like, this is you know, a thing with him constantly. And I was really, really surprised by how often and how heavily the episode leaned into just like emotional dialogue mm-hmm. where they're just sitting there talking about their feelings straight up. That happens so much in this episode. And you know, it's refreshing. I always enjoy it.
1: So uh, that's about the, that's what causes Prince Adam to st- start getting tired of having to be the goof to throw people off the scent of him being He-Man. And so he starts, to to your point, he goes to Sorceress to sort of just lay it bare, which is funny because you think you have to talk to her in an official capacity, but he just wants to like have a have a listening ear and be like what can I do what are my options I I don't think I need to be a goof anymore I don't want to be Prince Adam anymore
0: yeah and so here you know we've we've often wondered like Prince Adam and He-Man like what you know how closely related are they how alike are they like how you know aware is one of the other and so here he's basically just telling us you know for all time that like yeah Prince Adam's an idiot I know about it and like I'm not thrilled about having to do it you know as an act to keep it secret my identity
1: Um, and Sorceress is uh, sort of explaining frankly what we had put together the reason he has to be Prince Adam is because if Skeletor suspected Prince Adam was He-Man then uh, he could go after He-Man or the the people that he loves so he has to do this to protect his family
0: Treat! By the ancients, He-Man! There are three of you! Have you been duplicated by evil treat, treat, treat. Quickly, He-Man! Follow me to the space corridor, and hurry! Your dangerous quest awaits! The fate of Eternia hangs in the balance!
2: Uh, okay.
1: I guess I have to be home by a... Hurry, and waste no time!
3: After all those years of service, Skeletor just throws me out.
0: Yeah, and so meanwhile, while Prince Adam is moaning to Sorceress, we've got Beast Man moaning to some shadow beasts. Yeah, oh yeah. god, that
1: was so cool.
0: It really you know, it really was. There was like some pathos there. Mm-hmm. There was like, there was some gravity, you know. Beastman is sitting there having a crisis of of emotion, you know, where he wants respect. And um, you know, he doesn't know how he's going to get it.
2: The, the, the shadow beast seem very sorrowful, too. They had, like, their <laughs> hands on their head, And he was, like, sitting there sorrowful. And, like,
0: I'm uh, oh. surprised he wasn't crying. I know. And then they had that they terrible. that limit. Yeah, like, they had that uh, the little interaction where he commands this monkey to, like, throw a, to get him a fruit. And the monkey just throws it at him. And he's like, I can't get no respect. Like, a oh, poor beast, man. It's
2: a mohawk squirrel. I'm a mohawk <laughs>
0: squirrel. Did he call it a monkey? Why did I have monkey in my mind? <laughs> so, meanwhile, so how does Prince Adam convince Randor to let him go? He just well, basically actually, is like, actually, I want uh, to.
1: Prince. Uh, remember, uh, King Randor has a meeting where he's like really cruel and actually picks He-Man announces that he's picked He-Man and then Prince Adam says well Father I thought me and you could go on that tour and he says Adam you've never expressed interest in state affairs I think I need someone with more experience and then I think what happened they didn't tell us is is, I think He-Man just didn't show up because Duncan knew Prince Adam really wanted to go and Prince Adam just loads in the car but you can tell Randor's mad about it because in the car he's being kind of cruel
0: yeah like rude doors (laughs) he's just being I mean like he's literally sitting there just being like oh where's he man adam's the worst you're the worst son yeah
1: and all this stuff about no antics and everything and and then prince adam's really pitiful he's like i know father
0: (laughs) it really well i really felt for prince adam i truly did and i feel sorry for all of the community college jokes we made about him and how in his partying ways don't
2: feel that bad for me (laughs) it's an easy ride
0: We're getting getting Prince Adam like we're having a a seance and here's here's Prince Adam. It's him, I can see
1: him. It's It's Prince Prince Adam! Adam! And he's giving candy apples.
3: Me and Grinch, we love candy apples. Go ahead and try.
1: Hey Prince Adam, did you put fur on these apples?
3: Eh, tastes good to me. (laughs) Huh! What's
2: that? I still think He-Man would have been a better choice for this trip.
0: So here, you know, we've got our characters colliding, and um, Beast-Man sees that Randor's out without a guard, which I think Duncan would find very rude if he heard him say that, (laughs) because Man-in-Arms was there. Um, And Beast-Man's, like, thinking, hey, you know, if I can capture the king, cha-ching, you know, in whatever beast capital he, he wishes to acquire. Capturing the king is probably a pretty good way to do yeah, it. Yeah,
1: that's that's on the short list. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's sort of neat at this point because now we've sort of got Beastman as like a protagonist cuz it's his own story. We know his dilemma and we know what he would do to fix it. So this is like his adventure as he's going to try to uh capture King Randor. So he uh has the Shadow Beast uh start attacking the um uh vehicles and Beastman sets up a barricade and uh, he catches the cowardly Prince Adam. And um,
0: gets him in a big old bear hug. Yeah.
1: Uh and, and he Did you uh, see the forearms on beastman? <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: I think think they, they they mis misdrew that a little bit. <laughs> They've always huge. had problems with perspective. Yeah. It's like his leg.
0: He's been hitting the gym. So I feel he's, after he's they, been just sitting there curling like a tree. I don't know. I don't know think, what Beastman does. Big forearms? Does I mean well? You, you know, have to,
2: you have to do the twirly thing, don't you? Well, yeah, yeah. It's like like, you sit
0: on the, the curling rack and then you put your little arms over it. And then so he sits on like a rock oh, and, oh, he and just, and just does know. the wrist thing. Yeah.
1: So he gets, uh, he captures King Randor and uh, freezes Prince Adam and Duncan. And so now he's set up a ransom. He says to bring all the gold they can from the palace to Snake Mountain tonight, or they'll uh, never get King Randor back. And this is how he thinks he's going to get back uh, in the good graces of Snake Mountain and get his position in the council back.
0: And, and you know, to a degree, you understand that because he says something to the effect of, like, he, his powers are less outside of Snake Mountain. Mm-hmm. So it's even sadder that, like, it's not just that he's looking for approval from Skeletor. It's just kind of like he doesn't even really... He can't even really do anything outside of that little world.
1: You know, we've seen about three times very recently. I wasn't putting it together, but it seems like the... Magic system in the Masters of the Universe universe um, depends on castles in a lot. Like everybody draws their power from a, a keep of some sort. I, I thought it was kind of interesting.
2: Yeah. That, well, when Beastman went away and he was he was complaining, like he said he lost some of his. power Yeah, that, being, being away from, from Snake Mountain. Yeah. And we
1: know uh, Angela from uh, Bright Moon needs her castle. Sorceress needs her castle. Everybody needs their castles.
3: Everybody but needs well, castle. like
2: the thing is, is like, is it is it Beastman's castle because of Snake Mountain?
1: I think he just had access to the power. Ooh, yeah. Wouldn't that
0: be weird if it actually was, and Skeletor just took it from him?
1: Oh, that would be a yeah. better story. He's had even more resentment and complicated feelings.
0: Yeah, I like that. I love resentful Beast Man. Resentment is an emotion that I feel well, is such an essential part of the human experience, but we don't talk about it enough. But well,
2: but. yeah. So I, I was saying in past episodes, like you, you saw the passive aggressive Beast Man, also. right? Just being, yeah, towards Skeletor.
0: Yeah, those two things go hand in hand. I, I, I'm loving it. I, I, I really do. I really enjoy that.
1: Treat. treat! Welcome to Snake Mountain, you tiny hooligans! I promised I would do better this year, and so I have! Here you are. It's much better than what you've got at the palace, isn't it? You can go ahead and say if it is. Yeah. Oh, All people candy Oh yeah. That's the kind I like Now go away
3: Right this way Your majesty <laughs> You furry devil, you'll never get away with this.
1: So Beastman brings Randor back to Snake Mountain and everybody's gone except for Merman.
0: On guard duty. Who says he's
1: on guard duty. And I thought it was so fun. He said Skeletor took everybody on a, a uh, mission of destruction in space. Uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> out in space somewhere. They're just out, I don't hucking asteroids. I don't know what they're doing. How do you destroy things in space? It's, I, well, just, the they, it's he, already he, debris. He
2: took, he took over, whatchamacallit, the Velvet Glove. Oh, that insane. did happen.
1: I <laughs> um, yeah. did happen. I'm guessing they're attacking like, like we see in Star Trek, like a colonial mining facilities and things like that.
3: Yeah,
2: need some rare ore. Mm-hmm. So you're saying mm-hmm. ore-based system.
1: Yeah, colonies. A poorly protected colonies is what you'd go after if you were a space dirtbag. I think
0: that sounds about right. Yeah, and so uh, then. Uh, since they don't have anybody to uh, crow about this success to, they kind of this is where we have the, this nice moment between Merman and Beastman. Like where Merman is impressed, you know, by what he's done, and uh, he thinks that Skeletor will be very impressed too. And then they're going to go throw Randor in
1: a cell and celebrate. They say,
0: yeah, and and pal around. Well done, Beastman.
3: Skeletor is sure to take you back now.
1: Uh, and we cut to Duncan asking Prince Adam, why didn't you turn into He-Man and stop all this? And he said, well, he wanted to prove that he could uh, do it as Prince Adam so his father wouldn't think that he's uh, such a dope. And then Duncan gets real. He gets real with him. He does. <laughs> he said, "Said no one ever said you could use your power to make yourself happy.
0: Like, that is about the grimmest, realist <laughs> I have <ever> heard. <laughs> like, from anywhere. T-
1: Tila, Tila's had it hard, I think.
0: Well, you know, like, good for Duncan for laying it out, but, like, man, what a lesson, you know? I mean, how depressing is that? Like, okay, especially in... Well, in, in, in today's generation, uh, we are too old to be millennials. Or if we are, we're all old millennials. So, you know, we're not even going to say that. But if we're...
2: The sp- elders. We're the we're the elders.
0: We're the first ones. <laughs> hey, man. And uh, if... There's something that is incredibly important to that generation. It is self-representation. You know, how you see yourself and how others see you and uh, the picture that you paint of yourself to others and how massively unfair is that, that you could be given this power that no one can know about because the face that everyone sees of you is the worst. Mm -hmm. You know, like, and I just think, like, what what a terrible... And sad uh, uh, little deal, that is, you know. Well,
1: it, it's, it's like the best Superman stories are about this stuff. Uh, uh, but even then, at least Clark Kent had dignity. He was a right. re- respected <laughs> reporter who was just... Yeah. Uh,
0: He's just doing good stuff. Uh, he, he was
1: just a little kooky. Uh, he wasn't a, he wasn't a com- complete uh, wastrel.
0: <laughs> no one knows what it's like to be the bad man, to be the sad man. Behind Motu Two Eyes. <laughs> Prince Adam knows.
2: Prince Adam knows.
0: He does know. It's too sad. It, it, like, I really found that to be, um... It's interesting, you know, uh, if you had to make that deal. You're like, either everyone thinks you're amazing and you're secretly terrible, or everyone thinks you're terrible, but you're secretly amazing. Like, you know, if you're feeling responsible for other people, that's the deal you're going to make. You know, you're going to pick that, but... What a price. What a price you pay.
2: We should should really try to get uh, Paul Dini on the phone and see if he'll (laughs) do an interview. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll do it. Yeah.
3: Trick Trick or treat. treat!
1: Yes, I do have candy this year
0: got a zero bomb.
1: It's a zero because you are
3: what you eat. <laughs> this is lame. Let's get out of here.
1: I, I guess Duncan's talk worked because uh, uh, Prince Adam says he knows what he has to do, and then we we uh, see him turn into He-Man, and he starts just tearing into snake mountain on the sea do and i we hadn't seen that in a while mm-hmm. and i really like seeing somebody just tearing it up on one of those jet skis again i like how it
2: came out and then like kept building okay oh. it came out as was like halfway done and then it's like it stopped and then it's like burp,
0: burp, burp, burp. and
2: then, like you know
1: the handles come out and the, the
2: head comes out and everything else they
1: must have been looking at go bots and transformers
2: yeah that's true
0: uh, yeah, so uh, um, here's where He-Man and Randor have like a, a bro moment where uh, Randor is like, watch me whoop like I used to have a mean left hook. When He-Man oh, they're
1: fighting the guard robots. Yeah,
0: and, and uh, robots. And He-Man helps him beat up the robots. and uh, King
1: Randor gets a, a kingly mace to, to whap them with.
0: Yeah, and, and he uh, is real proud of himself, real pleased with himself. Like, Prince Adam would never believe this. It's like, yeah, because he thinks that you hate him, Randor. Whose fault is that, Randor?
1: <laughs> well, when they're done destroying the robots, King Randor says something like that. Because uh, He-Man says, I think Prince Adam will be happy to see you. He says, you know, I've, sometimes it's been, I care a lot about that boy, but sometimes it's very hard to say, I love you. And then... Uh, He-Man says something like, I'm sure it's hard for him, too, or something like that. Yeah. It's hard for a
2: father to say, I love you,
1: to his son. Sometimes it's hard for Adam to say that, too. This way, sire. Um, is... I, is is that? It should. We're he's sort of talking about it like it's a given that's hard for fathers to do. I mean, I know that happens a lot, but I mean, Scott, you're a dad. I mean, that's that's not too hard, right? I mean, it, no, that's kind of. And he's I, being I, weird, right? I,
2: no, well, I, I think it's different too, generational wise. Okay, I, th- I think I think for my dad, it was very
1: hard. Huh. Interesting, but yeah, not, I, I, he, I
2: mean, not, not very hard. It was just like it wasn't. uh He wasn't told it a lot when he was younger, mm-hmm. especially from his dad. Mm-hmm. You know Sort of thing So it was kind of like that To where He You know He never really learned it But like it's weird Because later on In his life It seems like It's He's almost softened up And he, You know He say, he he does it He does it a lot more often now Which is just It's not strange It's great mm-hmm. You know And everything But It does seem yeah. to be A
1: generational thing too I've seen that with Grandparents and stuff too That, that yeah. makes sense
2: It's like They they only say it When they they really mean it Instead of You know it's like, or 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 you you get it's implied by mm-hmm. other things, like I b- I bake you cookies, I make you this, I do that, and that that means that I love you, you know, mm-hmm. sort of thing. So they say it in other ways. You just have to know how they say it, I guess.
1: So King Randor, maybe he has another love language. What do you think, Rebecca?
0: Yeah, maybe he's an acts of service love language man. I don't know. King Randor is just kind of a jerk. Like, yeah,
1: he kind of is. You know,
0: like there's one thing. It's one thing to have a hard time expressing your feeling. But then there's another thing to outright just insult your son. It's like, but I'm being hard on him because what? Because what? You want him to be someone else? He's Prince Adam. And you made him your son and you were the one who raised him. And if it turned out bad. It's your fault, Randor. Yeah. So anyway, you're saying like, is it hard for fathers to tell sons that they love them? Like in the episode treats it as though it's true. And I'm reminded of that um, lovely, lovely poem By Robert Hayden, um, those winter Sundays where he talks about his dad, um, getting up early in the cold to build the fire, you know, and, uh... He says, like, what did I know of Love's austere and lonely offices? Is that what's happening with with Randor? <laughs> I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's a, that is a real, really did, nice moment. Did, problem, did, I, I did Randor
0: time. get up and, like, you know, like, he's like, you don't know the sacrifices I made for you, Adam. Like, you know, like, and so he hurls abuse at him be, be, because of that? But yeah,
1: maybe there was a lot of, uh, maybe in the prequel we see a lot of controversy with him uh, marrying an Earth alien astronaut. Well, he and lost all the, a daughter. Yeah, and that's he lost true. a daughter. Well,
2: he's got her back now. But there could be now. less of a. Yeah. But yeah, but
1: there could be lots of, a of an feelings now. and resentment tied up in that with with him and everything. That's, oh, yeah,
2: I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. That's, well, that's and really then, interesting. then he loses her again.
1: Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting. <laughs> I finally get you back, and I lose her again. I forgot about that.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. So I, I don't know. Like uh, just deep
1: based on emotional his, pain,
0: he, maybe Randor does have a lot of deep emotional pain.
1: Well, he needs to go chat with the sorceress like Prince Adam did. He
0: sure does.
1: I wanted to mention one more part about this sequence that kind of was uh, bumming out. Beast Man and Merman were having this nice bonding moment, and they really were. They were like being friends. And then He-Man comes in there and starts whooping on them. I was like, they are, they are just Aww. being nice, hanging out in their clubhouse, eating chicken legs and stuff. And he's like, get out of here, you adults. whap. Mm-hmm. Whap. Wow,
3: wow. <laughs> To Beastman, the craftiest of Skeletor's warriors.
1: Next to myself, that is. You morons. (laughs) He did did (laughs) kidnap their father. Technically,
0: yeah. True, true. You know. But it was
1: for money. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it was for respect. He had noble intentions.
1: So the the kicker here is that uh after it's after it's all gone, Beast Man's talking a big game to Merman about he d- how he doesn't care about Skeletor and if he doesn't ever see him again it's too soon and he's ugly and then uh Ske- yeah, was real Skeletor funny. turned behind him. But the interesting thing was, I mean, I think they were implying it; they didn't go out and say it. But um, Skeletor calls him an idiot and everything, but just tells him to clean up the mess. But the implication was that he's letting him back into Snake Mountain. So it was like he got back in his father's graces too. So it was kind of—I thought it was kind of interesting. It was almost like when Skeletor went away for a while and thought on it. He thought he had been too hard, and he wasn't going to come out and say it. But he was just like, "Clean up this mess, you fool!" But so the implication <laughs> is, you're back in the club. I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. For well, an abusive father. Right. I was going to say, Skeletor's <laughs> yes. been out there. When I was in space, I had <laughs> to think. <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Trick or treat.
1: Good evening, you naughty nitwits. I see He-Man is still a popular costume. Why not dress up as Skeletor? You get to have a Havoc staff and a mask of Bones. Yeah. bones. Skeletor
3: swords.
1: I'm Skeletor. I'm right here. That's a mean thing to say. <laughs> it's very hurtful, and I think you know that.
2: I see the attack track's no worse for wear after our little meeting with the Shadow Beasts.
0: And then, of course, we get this nice little stinger at the end where uh, uh, Adam teases Randor with with the uh, possible reveal of his identity where he quotes He-Man's line to him about the mean left hook or whatever. And Randor's like, what could it be? And I'm like, and I see, and here is where, like, I'm just enjoying this episode so much. And I'm like, I'm like, y'all ain't told Taylor And you about to tell Randor because you blabbing to him and you trying to be a mm-mm. And I just got so mad.
2: No, they'd have to change the
1: intro for that. <laughs>
0: yeah, they, they'd never do that. No. I'll never tell. Only
1: three others. Only four others now share my <laughs> only secret. five other. <laughs> and, I
0: can't stop telling people. Every episode
1: is like, up to seven people know my secret.
0: <laughs> and all these people I walked
1: by. For now on, just watch my intro. Here's my secret.
0: <laughs> I changed clothes in front of everyone
1: Please in the middle of the stadium. Please don't Skeletor.
0: <laughs> and then we get Orko with our nice little, uh, our, our our nice lesson, which is well-intentioned. Although, again, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if everything applies to everyone equally, where Orko basically comes and says... You know, your parents love you, even if they don't say it all the time. And when was the last time you told your parents you love them? And I'm like, well, Orko, not everyone's parents actually love them. Some people have quite terrible parents, and you know yeah, may, that's a may, harder m- one to say in a cartoon. Maybe uh, <laughs> maybe lay off of that a little bit. Uh, but it was interesting a good
1: fantasy though. And it was it's, interesting for I mean, somebody to get kids. kind of real in a cartoon at that, yeah. that, that time. No,
0: they totally got real. they got they got really real. Uh was it was uh, it was a good one. Yeah,
1: that was that was a tight episode. I would really rate good. it
0: pretty high. I I, I think, um, Scott, what do you think? Uh, I, mean, I would say
2: I, was, I mean it was Paul Dini and uh, yeah, like you see I said, it was it was it was a good it was a good episode. Good lesson from Orko and you know just 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 a pretty well done storyline that you feel you feel for you feel for the bad guy and that's usually not the case. So uh, four point three no yeah. new characters so I couldn't go higher <laughs> 4.3 uh, uh, Beast
1: horns there you go okay Rebecca any thoughts here
0: yeah I mean I, I would rate I would rate it pretty high probably close to that I'd say yeah maybe 4.4 4. I, I got some emotions some lady feelings love it man feelings I had lady feelings about the man feelings
1: <laughs> And why was it? Why wasn't it higher? Like what? What would you still need to see? Because this this did seem like a really good story. So what would you have wanted to see?
0: I mean, if I would have seen more attack track, I could. <laughs> okay. I mean, but that, that's like a high score, it you is. know? Like, yeah. no, it if is. Attack like, track is a...
2: ran over Ram. Man, <laughs> <laughs> you'd be like five, five,
1: five.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah.
1: I thought I thought this was super super good. I and I really liked seeing um, a writer sort of corroborate things we had felt about the characters for a while. We had always sort of thought Beast Man was sympathetic, and we uh, speculated a lot about the difference between He Man and Prince Adam. And uh, it was weirdly moving, and the way he joined those two storylines together with uh, Beast Man and Prince Adam struggling with their fathers. I would rate it extremely high. Now I already gave a five. I already gave a five point score to the best episode in the entire series. Uh but I so I can't quite do that here. I'm gonna go four point eight. I thought this was a superb episode. Was
0: your five given to the one where you got married to Orco because yes. you looked at his face? Yes. <laughs> Ew.
1: That's I mean, some things just aren't aren't fair if they just if they just hit something that's tailor made for you. That one was a five. But this one this one is objectively a very high score. It's definitely yeah, a four point so, eight. So, for so, me. so if
2: there's if there's a new character or something like that, he would have put you over the top.
1: Yeah. It was it was it was an excellent episode. I thought it was great, and the, and the merman friendship I enjoyed quite a lot. I, I really liked seeing the relationship between the henchmen. Well, yeah, that was, really
2: good. that was that was good. It was a, it was more camaraderie. Mm-hmm. You know, like you didn't really care if they were bad guys or not. It was you
1: know, they were they, they were real people. They, yeah, yeah, they were friends. That's cool.
0: Now, in the spirit of Halloween, we bring you the world's first masters of the universe. Seance on send spooky channeling session woo Now here's how this works Okay Scott here's the angle Yeah
2: okay, I'm listening
0: Okay using magic words that we've learned from Masters of the Universe Oh sweet We will channel a character from the universe from Eternia or Etheria and we must figure out who it is and what important messages they may have to bring from beyond the veil of fiction don't worry about it. Don't think too hard about this, anyone.
2: All right. We're going to channel them into a uh, pumpkin or like a... Uh, oh,
0: we need uh, a medium.
2: Oh, a vessel for the, for the voice.
0: And who shall be the unholy vessel? <laughs> we choose... Will.
1: will i've <laughs> i've eaten enough i think they won't be hungry
0: yeah uh, you got and, a lot of
2: carbs in you so mm-hmm. they'll, they'll have enough energy
0: mm-hmm. uh, you're going to be our swamp island medium
1: <laughs> okay <laughs>
0: today i'm
1: prepared i'm prepared to receive whoever comes in good or evil talkative sleepy we don't know what time <laughs> it's going to be wherever they are We'll
0: see. All right. Well, in the magic words of the drug witch. Was that the drug witch? The drug witch? Well, yeah, when you summon the the witch oh, to yeah, give you yeah, drugs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to, yeah, to yeah. get the
1: hair. No, the mask of power lady, wasn't it?
2: No,
0: no it was, it was the
1: The, the drug witch. It, it <laughs> it, You're right. You're right.
0: <laughs> in the powerful words of the drug witch. <laughs> Emma. Shaking, oh, something's Jesus. happening. Oh, god. M- oh. I- my god, who is it?
1: My word, godzooks, where am I? What's oh. happened?
0: Measle muzzle, Mizzle answer us some questions, dear. Uh,
1: wh- how have <laughs> I arrived here? Where's this room? Why are all these screens?
0: <laughs> all these screens, do you see a lot of screens where you come from?
1: I have a room full of screens, and to turn it on, you turn the dial two stops to the right, and then two stops to the left, and my daughter is in charge of half the screens.
0: Your daughter, is she a a smart lady capable of handling herself?
1: Of course, she was given to me by birds.
0: (laughs) And tell us about these
1: birds. (laughs) Do you worship the birds? (laughs) Well, they live in the sky, do they not? Isn't that where, where every ever all, all important ethereal beings live? Do you not worship birds?
0: Okay. Well, what, what sort of
1: <laughs> what sort of awful blasphemous place is this that I have arrived in,
0: Duncan? We know this is. Who you? are you, <laughs> Duncan? Um, you gotta calm down a little bit. Have <laughs> How you- do you know my name? Did you fly through the air to come to us here?
1: I was summoned through. A space portal by some young people
0: Some young people Alright well, you Are you okay? <laughs> Is everything work out alright? Did all of you come here?
1: I was sleeping in my armor And <laughs> I have arrived here In my armor and I'm a little embarrassed because I haven't had time to polish my armor.
0: <laughs> well, we'll let you get back to that. Or comb
1: my mustache.
0: <laughs> I'm really sorry to hear that made at arms. Which I
1: was born with.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're very happy to have had you here, but I think it's maybe time for you to get to, to go.
1: Alexa, where am I?
2: You have Alexa in your world too? Goodbye. Yeah.
3: Goodbye. We become best friends.
1: <laughs> Goodbye, best friends.
0: Well, that was great. Man in Arms showed up to talk to us. Let's see. Will, how do you feel? Are you feeling tired, thirsty? How was that?
2: <laughs> Whoa, he's I'm convulsing back. again.
0: Back. <laughs> he's back. He's back. back. Do you, do you got another one in you, maybe?
2: Did you go to the not No, I'm I'm getting hungrier the more this I'm getting hungrier the more this happens. Wait, did you just go? Did you just blank out? I just went to sleep. I okay. just went to sleep. It was okay. pretty good. That's Do you sweet. feel like you're
1: hairier at this point? I had a dream about potatoes. Okay, alright. That's good.
0: Don't we all? Okay. All right. Well, let's see who else we can fish up. Emma. Emma.
2: Emma. Emma.
0: muzzle. Measle muzzle. Measle
1: Come to us and do
0: up here! M-R-D-M-O-K yeah. Boing! Oh, no! <laughs> boing! <laughs> all of the magical powers of Earth. Can I just
2: reverse it now and just send you back?
0: It's <laughs> just boing back through that portal. Oh my goodness, how did
1: I end up here of all places?
0: I don't know. I'm not entirely sure what... Of all the
1: places in the universe, I ended up in this place.
0: Oh, dear. Well, it seems we've summoned Ram Man. Uh-oh.
1: are you? Okay, That's my Ram name. Ram. <laughs> That's my name. Did you see in the last episode? I'm dating Tila. It's going great. <laughs>
3: Did that happen?
1: You saw know. it. She told everybody I don't it's think true so. and I'm not too clingy.
0: <laughs> Ram Man, I don't think you're ever going to date Tila, but if you do, you're going to scare her off by boinging like that. That's just too much. It's too much.
1: I don't think so. There's never any traffic with Ram Man. <laughs>
0: trying out some catchphrases over here. I assume they are Ram Man. So, Ram Man, are your powers... Do you have any magical power at all? You seem like a very earthy man to have been channeled through the ether.
3: Uh,
2: I have the power to boing. <laughs> yeah, stronger, stronger
1: head than any man ever. Uh, that's just from my mother.
3: <laughs> she
1: just gave me that. That's not magic.
0: <laughs> well, did you... Have to use magic to get here? How did you just? You
1: use magic to get here. I'm just hanging around magic.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, um, why don't you boing on out of the portal? We'll open one up. Well, here. it was it's... nice
1: to visit. Okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> this good. We become best friends. No,
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't want Ram Man coming Bye.
3: back.
0: <laughs> I don't want him coming back. He won't, really. Please tell me Ram Man's <laughs> not coming back. <laughs>
1: He's, still- he's leaving he's leaving <laughs> oh,
0: he's leaving thank goodness <laughs> that was rough
2: There's even no, no convulsions for that one either <laughs> no that was a, that was people we he all just agreed right out we all you. agreed that shit
1: happened
0: oh alright well we have to do things in threes because that's how these things work
1: <laughs> Will yes.
0: do you have one more in you are you tired yeah I
1: got one more I think I got one more I think I got room okay. for um uh, some uh a very uh, a really uh, demure quiet person
0: Oh, okay. Well, that that's that's good. I hope that's who you catch. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
3: Okay. M M The convulsions are strong.
2: M-I-d- M-I-d
3: M-I-d- where I.
1: am I?
3: oh Mantana
1: <laughs> I see <laughs> you and at the same time I see you.
0: Mantana mm. was it loud when you were coming through the portal? Through through Etheria?
1: I saw a guy who was eating and boinging a lot.
0: (laughs) Did you
2: pass him or did you run into him? Because I feel like he might run into
1: you. We kind of crashed and one of my eyes went around the other eyes.
0: (laughs) Did that hurt?
1: It happens a lot. (laughs) I
0: guess it does.
1: I have a
2: question. So do you have to buy your boots in pairs or do you buy them like fours?
0: Do you have to buy them like one at a time from a boot bin?
1: I get all my boots in Green Thatch
0: <laughs> The market at Green Thatch is pretty good Do they yeah. even let you buy stuff there?
1: You buy stuff with lasers
0: So Mantena we haven't talked to you in a while in, in the episodes And you know we were just wondering if you ever met the woman Antenna of your <laughs> dreams Is she out there?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I draw her and she has pearls.
3: Oh,
0: that's like the saddest thing I've ever heard, Mantana. And I just cried about Beast Man. Well, Mantana, we really appreciate you stopping by. Maybe now you can go holler at a in a cavern. We've cave? become
1: best friends. Oh. Oh,
3: there no. he goes.
0: There he goes. The, the door and the portal—it's closing. As we approach the midnight hour Many hours ago
2: Yes <laughs> Many, many hours ago uh, uh,
0: uh. Well, that was spooky <laughs> I,
1: felt, I, felt, I felt great I felt like a fuller person
0: I feel that yeah. the yeah, room really had a got great time. cold And then very warm And then there was a flash of light And it was Light Hope What? What's he doing? here? Okay, and that's our show for today. Next week, we'll be reviewing Season 1, Episode 26 of she Book Burning. We'll also cover our third batch of lightning round episodes.
2: If you'd like to follow along with our show, you can find the episode guide at thewizardsnightshirt.com.
1: If you have questions or comments to discuss, you should email us at rumors at thewizardsnightshirt.com.
0: You can also follow us on Facebook or Twitter and subscribe to the show on iTunes. We want to thank you for listening, and please remember a tax track probably does not recognize your voice. Happy Halloween! I watched a
3: night, a night blazing all night, and the gods have me face in their glorious sight with your fighting beast. Oh, I don't know. It's kind of nice to be home.